Okay, welcome back to Bite Size, Snackable. What are, we, what are we calling this? Short briefs. Short briefs. Oh, that's right, a short yeah, brief. Short briefs. We, got short. Them, we all got short briefs for Christmas. <laughs> well, men tend to. Short yeah, briefs and socks. Yeah, probably. Well, not socks. I've got a, I, I actually buy my own socks. I'm a very, very... Intense. I don't actually wear socks. Really? Anyway, side note. Today we're going to talk about Osama Bin Laden because this is something that comes up quite a lot when we discuss ASIO yeah. and... All Intelli- kinds of intelligence, intelligence in general. In general. Yeah. I mean, the guy's kind of like the Russell Crowe of, of intelligence. He's, <laughs> in what way? Well, he's just the – he was the big star. Yeah, he was. like he everybody was. wanted to know who he was. Yep. He was like, you know, it was like, you know, you know, when's his new video coming out? All that sort of stuff. <laughs> it was like, and then he was just found and, down a hole watching a lot of porn. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, he, he was a – was it a butterbud? I think it was. Yeah. Butterbud. I, yep. I wonder if Tony Abbott went, yeah, I'm important. But, but. Um, <laughs> now, the thing is, he was he used to work for the CIA. Yes, like, I know. He was, he was trained time. by the CIA. Trained by them because... They were trying to get the Chechens out of Russia. Well, Russia, he was mucking around with the Chechens, but then when Russia went into Afghanistan, mm. that's when he really came into his own. Yeah. Right. So what happened was he went into Afghanistan. He literally approached the CIA and went, guys... I want to get them out of there because, you know, Afghanistan is an Islamic country and I want to save them. Yeah. Despite the fact that it wasn't, it was a fairly secular country at the time. But he basically sort of saw the option of getting in there and working with the Mujahideen, who were the guys fighting the Russians. Now, the Mujahideen have since sort of morphed into the Taliban. But what happened was he went over there and he fought like an absolute tiger. He was an incredible asset for them to have. And as soon as he went, look, we can't take these massive Russian gunship helicopters out, that when and if you are another great film, if you're a spy fan, is Charlie's War. Yeah, where they where basically the Americans were giving the Mujahideen stinger missiles to bring down these helicopters, and that is what literally turned the tide in Afghanistan against the Russians, right? And Osama bin Laden was there in the thick of it. Yeah, let's jump to the invasion of Kuwait. Saddam Hussein has crossed the border. He's taken over what he called was the ninth province. Yeah, and. Who jumps up but Osama bin Laden and says to the Americans, let me put together a division or a couple of divisions of Mujahideen troops, get us over to the Gulf, and we'll kick him out. We'll kick him out of Kuwait straight away. Now, the Americans went, hang on, this is a chance for us to dump 200,000 soldiers into our oil supply. Why don't we do that instead? And that was the moment that changed Osama bin yep. Laden. Suddenly, infidel were not just in his country, in the Holy Land, in Saudi Arabia. They were there in force. And that's when he flipped. He turned. He basically went, no, this will not stand. We've got to do something about the great Satan. We've got to get rid of them. We've got to kick them out of Saudi Arabia. Now, what's the one big symbol that he really had a hard on for? Don't know. Two big towers. Oh, yes. World Trade Center. Because of what they represented. Yeah. Well, essentially, they were the big dollar sign. Yes. Right. Now, Here's the thing that's really interesting. How many times did he have a go at knocking them down? Quite a few. Yeah, I think it was about three. Yeah. But now here's the thing I really like about it. Why was it so effective eventually? I don't know why. He was a civil engineer. Oh, so he completely understood how he, to take it down. Well, he thought he did to begin with. He thought take the foundations out with a bomb in the car park, yep. like literally blow one of the supports out and the whole tower will fall. But – it didn't. The bomb wasn't powerful enough to knock out that piece of reinforced concrete. Yep. And it was literally he sat there as a civil engineer and he was trained as a civil engineer because the Bin Laden family were big in construction. 
He basically sat there and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it until he finally realized, you know what, this is a strut structure where the actual, the the load-bearing struts across Mm -hmm. each floor hold the walls in. The building, like the the Twin Towers was literally a house of cards, the way it was designed and built, right? It was designed to literally hold itself up. So he just went, "Fly fly a plane into that, I will take it out. And that's exactly what he did. All of that fuel to fully laden planes, the fuel dumps through the building, everything catches fire, and the fire retardant coating on the structure wasn't complete. It gets inside the fire retardant coat, melts the steel, mm. the building buckles and falls in. All right Now, whatever your conspiracy theory about that is impossible, it couldn't happen. Well, you know what? It actually did. And what it was, and this was Osama bin Laden's thing, was he wanted to destroy the United States. I would posit that they came very close to doing just that. Yes, and I I think what is so concerning about Osama bin Laden mm-hmm. was how his ability to basically avoid detection for so long. Yeah. Like he was very good at working what he knew and where he was. Yes. He was very good, like never sleep in the same place twice, which is actually kind of standard operational procedure for Mm. anybody who's the enemy of anyone powerful. Saddam Hussein was renowned for never sleeping in the same place twice. So was um, Yasser Arafat, the head of the PLO. They never, because if if you sleep in the same place twice, we know where you are. We can literally drop a missile through a window and kill you if we have to, right? With Bin Laden, he was also, there was a, a great interview with a journalist who interviewed him. And the interesting thing was when he arrived to meet Bin Laden, the Taliban he was with, Al-Qaeda, I should say, Al-Qaeda, his Al-Qaeda followers regarded him as a holy man. They thought mm. he was a prophet. So they said, you cannot go before our prophet without the seven stages of cleansing. So your clothes were taken from you and cleansed while you yeah. were given robes. Your skin was washed by hand. Your hair was combed. You were told to brush your teeth and wash your mouth out with mouthwash. You had to get your nails were cleaned. While he's living fu- in a hole. <laughs> while he's living in a hole. Well, a cave. Well, yeah. in the end, a pretty ratty little mansion yeah. in you know the highlands of Pakistan. But essentially what happened was they put you through what is a ritual cleansing. Mm. So when you go before the holy man, you are clean. It also makes sure that you're not carrying any weapons and you're not carrying any bugs. Yeah. And that was essentially the whole reason why they went through that. But, of course, he patented it as unholy, therefore you must clean them to yeah. the, to the now, point where the It's interesting with Osama bin Laden because he is essentially he was a product of America. It's yeah, it's Charmer Johnson's blowback all over yeah. again. So at the end of the day, all of the September 11th and all of that kind of fallout was Osama bin Laden getting back at the US and 100% it's all part of their foreign policy yep. and how they were treating, you know, the Middle East. It's that classic Bourne, the great line from the Bourne legacy when, you know, Jason Bourne turns around and says, you know, who am I? What am I? And the guy turns around and says, you're a weapon system that's malfunctioning. And essentially that's what Osama bin Laden was. He was an asset that became a liability literally overnight. It took one effort for him to flip and then they lost control of it. Do you think America has learned from this in terms of using foreign powers or foreign foreign agents to do certain deeds for them. Yes and no. Uh, You'll always need foreign agents. There's nothing you can do to avoid it because they're the ones that have access to what you need access to. The other thing that they did learn, thank God, was to upgrade their intelligence systems because the FBI was still working on intelligence, like 
card indexes. Well, you know, like so, the head office in Virginia would have computer systems and databases, but those databases weren't going into field offices, and field offices were then just like writing memos that never got processed or never got seen or were taking too long to get to the right desk. There was evidence, pure and clean evidence, that this was going to happen. There were, you know, flight instructors talking about how there were Arabic men who wanted to learn how to fly the plane but didn't want to learn how to land it, and it had (laughs) to be a... You would think, hang on a minute... Don't want to learn. I feel like yeah. that is a big tip off, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> right. It upgraded airport security. All yes. that sort of stuff happened. That changed it. You know, it, it was shocking at how we basically did not put a lot into our security. Yeah. Well, we thought we had until somebody went, hang on, there is really no security here. I can walk onto the plane with a box cutter and no one would know. Yeah. There were clear signs that something was going to happen. Then when it did, 2020 hindsight being the wonderful thing that we all hold, everyone went, well, yeah, well, of course, we, we should have seen it coming, but we didn't see it coming. And that was essentially he was brought up in a system and then he used that system against itself. And that's yeah. really the, the genius because essentially America lost trillions of dollars. Yeah. They lost thousands of lives, not just in the incident itself, but then the, the war, the protracted war, they're still in Afghanistan, losing lives. Yes, all from, you know, one decision yep. at this this time that really just pissed off Osama bin Laden. Just pissed off one guy and that one guy went, I'm going to do everything I can. <laughs> and also the thing that was really fascinating about it was the way he ran his operation. Yeah. It was very small. It was very tight. It was perfectly cellular. So you never knew. Like, if you were picked up, it was very difficult for you to know anything about anybody else. Now, that was the thing when they managed to pick up one of his bodyguards or mm. one of his drivers and got the information of where he might be and then following another guy put them on the right track yeah. they found him in a bad bad in goes seal team six you know zero duck 30 and it's all over red rover right down to the point where they went no we just buried him at sea why because that means there's no shrine for anyone to go and visit I mean, of course, there would be people that go, they never killed him. He's living on an island and if he tries to escape, he gets absorbed by a bubble and dropped back on it. And if you want to know how to deal with those people, go back to one of our bite-sized shorts. Yeah, have a look at conspiracy theories. It'll help you out. (laughs) Yeah. 